Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace, family. Let me pass my glasses real quick first. You know, you got to start off with the glasses on. Thank you, sir. All right. Yeah, we are actually on. Go ahead and sit down, man. We still we shooting. Peace, family. It's 19 Keys. That's 19 Keys with electrical thought patterns and conversations. Today, I am joined by my brother, the one and only Big God Energy, high turbulence, high frequencies, man. I know if you've seen him before, he's been taking over the YouTube scene, been taking over your social media every day, telling you to stay focused, hydrate yourself, and drink on that gold water. You know what I'm talking about? My brother Samad in the building, man. Jack Hella Classic, man. Talk to him. Um... Today, we have a myriad of subjects and topics that we're going to be going in and discussing. Some current, um, some things that you just should be focusing on and paying attention to. Uh, one thing that we have as a big issue that's going to be seemingly as a uh, prevailing narrative this year is the distractions. The distractions mm-hmm. are those things that take you away from your focus, your dreams, your vision. Um, it takes you, it has you start drifting. You know what I mean? Distractions are not just news-baited clips, um, not just things that happen in the media, but the distractions can be anything that distracts you, that takes you away from your attractions. See, life is all about the attractions and the distractions. The attractions are the things you want to attract, right? It's the money you want to attract, the relationships you want to attract. You know what I mean? The the, the character building, um, the evolution, the purpose, all of that, you want to attract that into your life. But what stops you from attracting those things are the distracting things, right? So as you try to gain traction in your life, you have to make sure you don't become distracted. And the things that can distract you are the poisons, the ills in your life. It could be liquor. It could be um, too much partying. It can be too much entertainment. It can be too much time socializing. Um, it can be too much time indulging in escapism when you're not taking responsibility in, in order to actually produce the results in a life that you actually want to live and succeed at. So let's make sure that we stay focused and as my brother say, drink on that gold water. You know what I'm talking about? Stay clear. Stay clear, stay focused, and drink on that water. Um, so let's start this off with some tips to stay focused. Uh, one of the good tips to stay focused, man, is to write down your plan. 
uh, writing down something is a form of commitment first. A form of commitment and enchanting. It is a, a, a wiring. It, it is an energy, right, inscribed into thought to paper. It is the first step of uh, manifesting a thing, right? So when it is written down, as they say, it is written in stone. Once it is cast in that stone, you can always go back to it as a way to keep yourself on the path, on par. Regardless of what's going on, this is your plan for the day. Regardless of what crazy happens, this is your plan. So write it down. Um, fast, detox, get rid of the things that don't serve you so that when you eliminate the poisons, you have nothing but the things that are good for you. You understand me? And it's a constant daily audit that we have to take of ourselves in our environments to say that, damn, last week I was more focused than I am today. Why is that? Because you reverted back to your old habits. See, we have what we call self-images. Mm. And in our inner images, they reflect our outer reality. So even if you try to make a change for a day or two, you become back to your inner image of who you really are. If your inner image of you seeing yourself as a lazy human being is your inner image that you see yourself as a wealthy human being. Whatever you see yourself as on the inside will cultivate the habits to produce the reality of the image. So it constantly becomes a feedback loop of who you truly are. Mm. So the question becomes, have I changed the image on the inside? Even though I've changed the exterior, the makeup of what it looks like. See, you can put makeup on a dead horse, but it's still a dead horse. You understand me? Now, it doesn't matter whether that horse is um, uh, uh, um, wears makeup, as long as it's alive, it's well, it's thriving, it can run. You understand me? It's hydrated, it has energy. That horse will always be more valuable than that dead horse with the makeup on it. You know what I'm talking about? So let's make sure, ladies, because that's something that YouTube or uh, Instagram doing right now. You see what that's doing? Oh, yeah. Where they saying that they're going to be putting a little thing to let you know if somebody Photoshop. Mm. Love yourself. Man. Ooh, that's going to be next level right there. Yeah, love yourself. Hey, a lot of people going to be put on front street with that one. Love yourself. That's mm. all I'm going to say with that one because, you know, uh, some people can't survive without makeup, you know. And the makeup is an illusion. It's not really you. It's, it's what you are able to filter your securities through. Or your insecurities through to feel better about yourself. So you're navigating who you are. You're navigating self-love. And once you put the makeup on, it produces the confidence that you can go out in this overly judgmental, white, patriarchal Let me society. Ask you something. Why do you think women are so insecure to the point where they feel like they have to cover their faces? They feel like when mm. they go on social media that they have to be compromised with makeup. Why do you feel like women can't be... Or feel the need that they can't be them genuine selves. You know, um, they they for one number one rule is that they can, right? But you ask me why do they feel like they can't? Society is, plays a big part on this. First, it was men that played a big part on this, and men still do, mm. right? But you have to think of it like this, right? Whether it's the fashion industry, whether it's the social media, society does not curate natural beauty as a standard, right? For women to see themselves confidently. So when women see other women thrive with unnatural standards of beauty, then they want to arrive to that unnatural standard of beauty mm -hmm. as well so that they can drive, so they can thrive. Women are, haven't been taught to naturally just love yourself, love the real skin that mm -hmm. you are born with, mm -hmm. love who you are. 
They're sold makeup. They're sold images. They sold ideas. Look at all of the women across the platforms that's using detox teas, right, to where they basically just using laxatives and they're constantly shitting to try to get a perfected image. Instead of first, because there's nothing wrong with sculpting your body and getting to its optimum health, utilizing techniques of working out and fitness and outdoor activities, you understand me? But when you're only working on the outside and you're not working on the inside, mm. You understand me? It's still putting the makeup on the dead horse. Mm. You understand me? So a lot of women have been caught up in a society that creates the comparisons. Mm. You know what I mean? And in the comparisons, she never feels enough. Mm. You understand me? In the music videos, in, in the TV, in the entertainment, all of these images that have been perpetuated to women to tell them these are the accepted images. And mm. if you don't fit a line with these images, then please don't accept yourself because we won't accept you. And what do you think the psychological implications are? Do you think that when women wear makeup due to insecurities, does that affect her spouse? Does that affect her man? Do he take on those insecurities also? Is insecurities contagious? Um, I wouldn't say so completely. I would say confidence is contagious. Insecurities can be contagious if there's like in a group, right? Because one woman starts to see herself uh, uh, um, in, a, in a certain light. And when she gets advice from another girl, she may filter her advice through that same insecure that she sees herself. And she wouldn't be that confident to do that thing. Mm. You understand me? So insecurity can be contagious by the way of influence, peer-to-peer -peer influence. You understand me? If you're around confident people, then they will suggest you to do things that express boldly who you are, that confidence. Okay, okay. Right? So when you tell them you can do something, since they believe in themselves, then they can express that belief in you and the mm -hmm. advice that they give. That but if sense. a person doesn't believe in themselves, they say, nah, I don't know, that might not look good on you. They might look at you this way. You understand me? So you start filtering yourself through insecurities. Mm. You know, a kid at the playground, right? Yeah. You shooting your shot. Yeah. Another boy walks up to you and say, you can't make that next shot. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, you missed. Uh-huh. You make 10 of them in a row before that. Right. Is that an example of insecurities are contagious? Um, Confidence, like I said, confidence is definitely contagious. Um, it, It's that inner image, right? If you tell somebody, so if you feed, if you ever want to make or turn the conversation into something positive, then you feed the positive within that person. The power of belief is very powerful. Mm. So that's what we're talking about here. Once you can make a person believe something, then they can do it. You understand me? Sometimes maybe their physical body might not be up to par to complete the task, but first you got to believe you can do it. Once you have the belief setting, then you can work on the acquisition of the talent. And the skill, or rather, the, the skill rather than the talent, because talent more so comes natural. Skill is what's developed over time through your work ethic, mm -hmm. right? So once you believe in yourself, then your work ethic can carry you up to that belief so you can work it till it becomes the truth. Mm -hmm. But just automatically, when a person operates with a greater level of confidence, their performance level is higher, mm -hmm. right? They're at a greater performance level just because they're confident. If you are sad a day that you go in and you're insecure, what is the insecurity in the first place? Mm. You understand me? You have too many things in front of you that don't allow you to express yourself, too much weight that you're carrying. You understand me? So you can't just be bold and confident because you're overthinking yourself. In a situation where self-love is frowned upon, in a situation like a toxic household, mm -hmm. which a lot of people go through, 
Right. A lot of people live in toxic households where self-love isn't really, it isn't really there. It isn't really cultivated. It isn't part of the environment, the natural environment. But a lot of people know that they have to cultivate self-love in order to have a thriving lifestyle. Uh-huh. So in order to focus, how do you, how do you tell those people to remain focused? Because sometimes we can get led astray. Yeah. We got right intentions, but the outcome is, you know, I mean, different. But self-love, that's exactly where it starts. But that's why I say, you know, when it comes to focusing, you got to detox, you got to fast. Mm. You understand me? Like, you have to learn, like, fasting is an act of self-love. You understand me? Um, getting rid of those things that your body doesn't need so it can work on itself. You understand me? Um, and not even just your body that your mind doesn't need. Mm. Well, why are you doing this? So that you can be at your best level. You understand me? So when you start doing things that take care of self, then that operation makes you start to see everything else in that self-love, mm. you understand me, uh, filter. So if I take care of myself and here you are, right, I just worked out, I just fast, I just drank water, and now here you come with a hot dog or something, you know what I mean, that I know not good for me. But let's say that that's my normal weakness, mm. you understand me, that I, I, that I used to love the, the, the vegan hot dogs or whatever it may be, the, the, the turkey hot dogs, let's say. So I'm like, no, I can't do that. Why? Because I know that's not indicative upon self-love because it's taking me off my discipline. Mm. But now, guess what I got to do? If, imagine if you keep discipline. coming around. Imagine if you keep coming around and keep trying to give me things that you know are opposed to what I'm actually trying to do for myself right now. I got to eliminate you as well. So now it eliminates the distraction. It eliminates uh, the influence of negativity in my environment. So now I, it wasn't enough to me to just start this fast. I got to eliminate the people who would try to bring me back, right? Then take me out of what I'm mm. doing for myself. Ooh, he hit it on the nail right there. I came from a situation where I had to look at my environment. Are the people around me progressive to the longevity in right. which I seek? The answer is usually no. Mm. If you're not in the position that you want to be in. People around me wanted to do drugs. People mm. around me wanted to earn stripes. People around me wanted to do everything that was detrimental to what I wanted to see for my own self. I wanted to expand. I wanted to grow. Right. I wanted to do more, take leaps, take chances. But when we look around, is your environment progressive to that? Mm. Is it the opposite? Sometimes you just got to take a look. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Sometimes it can be yourself. Are you hindering your own growth? Are you loving yourself enough? If it's not, then maybe you should reconfigure how you think. Maybe you should change your thought process. Maybe you should switch it up a little bit, implement new things, read books, meditate, pray, but execute on those prayers. See, there's people who know these things are right, but they don't go into any depth of practice. So me, sometimes for me to just know something is right is not enough for me. Mm. I have to go study. I need to know how is this effective in a quantum world. Mm. You understand me? I have to know that how is this effective to my biology, right? How is this effective in, in through the practice of Kijong or whatever it may be. Mm. I, like, I, I need different layers sometimes so, because sometimes it's enough to really reinforce it for me and instill it into me. To where when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it on a depth of different levels. Mm. You understand me? So it's like, oh, maybe 
uh, one person can make me feel like this doesn't work on this level. But I already know this about metaphysics. Mm. So I know that there's a very real level where this does work. Mm. So it's such a reinforcing thing to have a comprehensive knowledge on your activities. And so therefore, sometimes you need deeper knowledge, right, in order to reinforce it. So it's like prayer. Sometimes maybe I need a deeper knowledge of understanding cymatics and how prayer works on vibrations and water and different things of that nature. And then I can take it and understand it, not just from a theological level, from a spiritual, from a scientific level. You understand me? And then once we get that deep with it, there's nobody that can tell me anything about it because I've done the study. I've done the knowledge. I've put the time in so that now when I think about doing it, I know exactly why this is effective, mm. right? And this is something that I should continue to utilize in my life because of how it works. Mm. So I just think that that's probably something that at this point we become desensitized from good information. So sometimes you got to go a little deeper. Mm. Um, the other day I put up a post and I was talking about um, Google's ad. Google had a great ad. Um, and it was basically saying that the most searched for this person, the more athlete, the more searched singer, searched awarded, blah, blah, blah. And it was beautiful. It was really dope. Um, you know, of course, those ads never get dangerous. You ain't, ain't going to see them putting up a, the, the most searched March and Minister Farrakhan or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or the more searched conscious, revolutionary, intellectual, enlightener uh, and crowner, 19 Keys. But, you know, it's cool. You know, talk about. <laughs> um, but anyway. It was, it was a dope commercial, but I had to bring to the point to the people because something that I've been studying for a while is, you know, uh, big data, you know, uh, and how this is actually going to affect us in the future. And I always bring up the point that, you know, in 1964, they had one of the biggest crowd studies in history on black people. Mm. They studied the bias of the crowd, the selectivity of the crowd, the emotion of a crowd. And what do you think they utilize that information for? They utilize that information so that they can figure out different ways to control us, manipulate, master, and keep us slaves, and keep us systematically oppressed. Now, this is before technology gotten to the point that it's gotten at. Mm. And it's at a very scary point right now because you have these mega companies Right, huge companies that control so much power because they have the data. Once you have a person's data, you know how to manipulate them, how to control them, their likes, their dislikes, their ticks. You understand me? You can you can even use a software like they're using it in China to start to determine whether a person is going to do a crime or not going to do a crime. You can do it how Russia utilized the data and they were triggering black consciousness in order to get them to vote or not get them to vote, to get mm -hmm. them to argue, to get them to debate, right? Because you know trigger points of crowds and emotions. So when you see Google or any of these big companies doing something, it's not all of a sudden that they've gotten so much of a diverse and inclusive mindset, right, that now they can appeal to the needs of black people because they care. Big corporations care. They don't give a fuck. They just have the data to be able to make you feel a certain thing. That feeling may be that you think they care, mm. right? But to them, it's just numbers, you know what I mean? It's just science. You understand me? Mm. And they put it into the algorithm and it lets them know what, what will work, what won't work. And then they take your data and they sell it to other companies and other countries. The same thing 23andMe been taking DNA and selling it to companies to make different drugs for you and things of that nature. Data right now is the biggest breach that black people have because in the 10, 20 years, that's how they'll be controlling your children. And your children's children's mm. children. You understand me? So... 
America has had a history of making slaves. So when it got out of physical slavery, it went into what sharecropping, right? And then at the sharecropping, it went into the mental slavery. Now, of course, the physical slavery still exists by the 13th Amendment that says that when you commit a crime that you still become a slave. You understand me? That's why the prison is the way it is. That's why they work into marching, close down parchment in Mississippi. Shout out to my son and Tamika Mallory and uh, T.I. and everybody else that was a part of that, matter of fact, because that continues to deserve more and more momentum, and so does all of this mm. prison industry and the private prison industry. Prison reform, definitely. Yeah. So when we look at what is data, um, and there's a lot to be able to be understood in that, um, but there's transparency that the average individual can have, but there's a, there's a part of that that we could capitalize off of because you have to understand that big data is spending money to get your data, mm. right? So that if they're spending money, there's a transaction that the consumer, the user, that data is being used they're not taking place in. Mm. You understand? Every time you sign up for an app, you sign up so that they can take your data. That's the exchange. It's never free. Mm. You're selling your data to okay. them when you accept it. Now, a lot of people will say, they don't really have anything to do with me. I can use Google. I don't really care if they track me. What do you say to those people who just be like, I don't really, you know, it don't really affect me that much. It well, that's really, what I was going really in. You home. missing out on money. Mm. All the companies are making money off your blueprint. Mm. You understand me? So imagine if Selling we took, data. If, if you was able to take control of your own data and facilitate the transaction with the companies and you still was able mm. to sell your own data, at least you would get paid for it. Mm. But now they're getting you to buy things that you normally wouldn't want, mm. right? They can be playing with your emotions. They can be curating your social experience online, right? Because they have your data. Mm. So the average person doesn't care about a lot of things, but the average person don't have any power. I don't mm. speak to those people. I'm speaking to the people that are in the coding, the people that may be in decision-making chairs, the people that may want to take this information and think about different ways to innovate. I'm not speaking to the average sheep mm. because there's always going to be people that don't care. They don't care about what they drink, don't care about what they eat, don't care about what they listen to, what they see, the environment that they live in, until mm. it's too late and then they want somebody else to care about what them. What is the worst case scenario in this? If your data being used against you, what is the worst case scenario that you foresee in the future? Uh, worst case scenario is that our reality is controlled by corporations completely 100%. Mm. The what we see, what we think, we thinking that we like something, but it's controlled. Mm. Even the people that we like, like they're like, okay, so you first you get the data. The data creates the algorithms. The algorithm create the, uh, the apps. Mm. You understand me? So the, imagine them being able to control or make the whole entire black diaspora mad with a push mm. of a button. Imagine if they can control the way that we vote, the way that we spend money, the way that we treat each other with algorithms and data science. Mm. They can control what you eat, um, what you see. They can curate experiences. So when you go online, you see certain things from when you open your phone up to when you close it because they have data on you. Mm. You understand me? They can make us think things about each other that may not be true. You understand me? And that's just going into the age of AI. You understand me? A being the same numerical value as the one, I being the numerical value of nine. The white man is an artificial man. So anytime he starts to run out of power, he has to figure out an artificial way to order to keep his power. So he creates an artificial intelligence. You understand me? 
that's that's who he is. He has artificial ingredients, artificial insemination. You understand me? This is the artificial man that we dealing with. So looking at AI, it's not some tech revolution where we just want to see where the spark of humanity can go. It is about power and control. Mm. You understand me? So when we talk about getting ourselves free, why the hell will we want our former slave masters to have the type of power that can make us slaves forever? Mm. What do you what do you think artificial intelligence would think about racism? Do you think that it would have a biased opinion towards blacks? No, no. It would look at it all as thinking. It would look at it all as data. Um, racial consciousness is one of the lowest forms of observation. So I talk about observation because observation is important because in physics, the observer is the all-seeing eye. He's the one that can change the wave into a particle. Um, and so when you think about the observer having an effect on reality just based on being, just based on observation, that means that we can, we literally change things by observing them, mm -hmm. right? So once, if you can get black people to focus on particular things, then we change them because now we change, we, we have the ability based on our observations to manipulate that reality, utilizing our intellect, mm -hmm. They understand me? If we're not paying attention to it, we're not giving any energy to it, and it most likely is controlling us. Mm. So we have to look at what we're observing and be high observers. High observers have enough energy to recognize synchronicity. Synchronicity is recognizing the other, the meaning and otherwise meaningless things. Artificial intelligence. Hold on, I want to go back to what was your original question? Um... Do you think artificial intelligence will have a biased oh, yeah. opinion? So, yeah, so I don't think that they're going to have a biased opinion toward black people. The only way that uh, an artificial intelligence could have a bias is based on how the algorithm was built into the bias, mm. based on the developer of the algorithm itself. Mm. You know what I mean? So the bias will be inherited based off the developer, mm. not based off artificial intelligence as a separate, you know, being. So what you're saying is that it's not necessarily the artificial intelligence we should be worried about, but the people that's programming Absolutely. the artificial intelligence. Well, look at social media. Social media was created by socially inept nerds who wouldn't get no money, who wouldn't get no women, who wasn't socializing, uh, who wasn't having sex and wasn't cool and didn't have rhythm and things of that nature. So they created an algorithm mm. based off themselves, right? So that mm. algorithm was automatically biased because these guys were young white guys that created this. You understand me? It wasn't until, you know, then you got black people that come in, you know, we are cool, we are rhythmatic, we are courtier. So when we add, we utilize things different, but the algorithm was never created for us because they can't create something for us because they're not us. So they automatically program their bias into social media. I have a question. What separates intelligence from consciousness? Um, intelligence is the ability to like solve problems in the future. Intelligence is the utilization of using intel, um, using knowledge facts, you know what I mean, that you have in order to make decisions, to form calculations, you know, uh, mathematics or whatever you may have. Um, consciousness is different. You know, consciousness is like imagination, mm -hmm. right? Um, you can be intelligent, but you can be highly unimaginative. A machine can be intelligent, but it can't have an imagination. Mm. A machine can, um, an artificial intelligence, the big thing about it is saying that could it ever be conscious of its own existence, mm. right? And so 
a machine can't have a consciousness, it can have an intelligence. If it's able to collect the full mass data of every living being on Earth that's ever recorded it, do you think that it would be able to implement that until it's makeup, until it's programming? Well, I think that that's what artificial intelligence going to, that singularity of this super machine that has all the data of human beings, right? Um, and all of the mind power, no, I wouldn't say mind power, but just about of all the human beings and can calculate decisions, you know, and will make decisions for human beings. Mm -hmm. And the scare have always been whether it thinks it knows better for us, you understand me, and does it start to see us as the ant, well, you understand me? Any smart, anything of higher intelligence will have its own, you know, idea on how things should go about. So I think that is a dangerous slope that humanity is playing on. I think that those cards can be stacked against us if we don't utilize it in the right direction. Well, when we say we, we're not at the forefront of this artificial intelligent revolution. So you're talking still about white patriarchal intellect. Mm. You understand me? Um, it's like when they had the clock system in the 1500s and they got all people to start living their lives on the clock. It took us out nature's rhythm, you know what I mean? And it threw people off of nature's rhythm and they didn't care what the side effect was because it was meant to make you a worker. Mm. So you have to look at the, they were the programmers of time. Mm. You understand me? That was their first artificial time. Like that's what we live in. We're not living in nature's time. We're living in an artificial time. So entrepreneurs, when they jump off the clock, they jump back into nature's time. Mm. You understand me? So it puts you in a different rhythm of life. It's healthier for you because now you start to move in the same form the way a plant does. A plant goes up with the sun, goes down with the sun. Mm. You understand me? And our our bodies are supposed to understand and interpret that same information with the sun, the way our cells move, you understand me, and things of that nature. So it's very important to understand that process. So when you talk about anything artificial, you have to say, why would they make time construct in this matter? Now, of course, that was started by a papal bull, a decree from the Pope in the Roman Catholic Church. And that became rule. They started to rule time over the entire planet. You understand me? Christianizing everybody or Catholicizing whatever the name is under that thing. Mm. And they've remained rule and power until this day, but their time is up. Mm. So when you talk about the end of a world, you're not talking about the end of a planet. The end of a world is signifying the end of the perceived dominant paradigm. Mm. You understand me? Not the planet itself. Mm. That's a big mistake. You know, Elon Musk is a great thinker. He's a great futuristic technologist or whatever you want to put it as. And he says that we should be very mindful of the intelligent, the artificial intelligence, because he said that could be an evolutionary gap. He said that maybe the robots may take over. He said there's a possibility that they may be self-sufficient. Yeah, but he wants the bionics. Self-learning, self-evolutionary. And once they take over, then they won't see any need for human biology because that, like you said, it will be an ant. In the farm, you don't really. Need it. He doesn't. He believes in more so combining man and machine as his way of telling off some of the issues that we will face with artificial intelligence. Mm. You know what I mean? He already has his company where it's supposed to be starting combining man and machine, and they're looking at ways to create different type of melanin that can actually um, take in uh, electricity that they can utilize to combine man and machine. Mm -hmm. Not him per se, but, you know, scientists. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, you know, it's interesting with any of these these guys that want to go to Mars, that want to go to space. You know, uh, a lot of people look at him as idols, and I, I believe that, you know, he's a very intelligent man that put all his money up. Uh, he does work with and for the government, you know what I mean? Like, they give him government money and government contracts, you know, to do what he does. So he's still, he's a government guy at the same time. So when you're looking at Elon, you're not just looking at a separate entity. The government and NASA finds it cheaper to be able to work with him because it's less bureaucracy because he has a private company. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you have to be understanding well, why why white people spending so much money to lead the planet instead of make the planet better, mm. you know? When you know you could the the type of money that they spend on space race could have been spent to end world hunger in one mm. year, easily, but we want to spend that money to take a couple of trips out of space. Mm. Elijah Muhammad said they wouldn't be successful with it anyway, so I don't think it's gonna really work out for them. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? But it's very interesting that today we have people that would rather believe in aliens than believe in themselves. Mm. They rather believe in aliens than believe that the black man is God. They rather they rather believe in we came from monkeys mm. than believe that you know uh, we came from black men and women. Mm. You understand mm. me? And this I think is interesting that we have been infiltrated by such thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's it's not to discount the Anunnaki's existence, but for one, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was the first person to talk about aliens and alien life on other planets. So we got to get that right. So that doesn't take away from me, even the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings in the Nation of Islam. But the obsession and the obsession towards the worship is the issue that we find because then we find, not how can you be God if now you're worshiping extraterrestrial sources that you believe are our makers? Mm. You know what I mean? And made us who we are. Instead of, for one, science says that, you know, most likely if there are, if we was to space travel as a people right now, you understand me, we would grow bigger heads because, for one, the woman's um, womb canal, I hope I'm saying this right, you know what I mean, that when those babies' heads pop out, it will no longer be based off gravity, you understand me, the heads will be bigger. Mm. You understand me? And then the rate from the radiation from the sun, blah, 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 is that you naturally will have a dark-skinned people to be able to absorb the radiation. Mm. So you just have, and then our skins, because it's not gravity the same way, our skin, our bones will be less dense, so we'll be smaller people. I mean, uh, skinnier people. So you will have the tall, big-headed, skinny black people. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So if the Anunnaki exists, there's some small, skinny, big-headed black people out there. You know what I mean? It's just saying that we... we, we so now you're not just saying that we guys of the planet Earth. You're saying we guys of the universe. That's yeah. the, that's really the only difference. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's Audible it. explanation. You know what I mean? So let's break it down, man. So, you know, you know what I mean? Y'all can go on your worship tour all you want to on years little green alien men. Uh, but we ain't worried about none of that, man. Black man, God of the universe. That's how we stay tapped in. Speaking of a God, man, I want to share a conversation real quick on, uh, um, and then just, just give a quick uh, rest in peace. Shout out to the mind that is Kobe Bryant. Mm. Um, Kobe Bryant was a very powerful black man. For one, let's take a second to uh, honor him in peace. Rip to the goat, to the great. Um, goat, he was more man. than a basketball player, and I think that's the thing that um, when you you so you have people that are celebrities, then you have people with these stories that inspire, 
And Kobe Bryant had a story that inspired. Not only did he have a story that inspired, he had a will, a tenacity, a um, a work ethic. He 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 had principles and characteristics that he instilled in everybody around him. Mm. You understand me? Mindset. Um, yes, he had a clear vision for himself and what he wanted to do within the game of basketball, and I believe he completed that to a T. And he left empty because he put it all out on the field. And he left an example of what we can all do in our lives with our purpose, uh, with our dreams. He didn't leave it up to talent. He let it up to work. You understand me? His mathematical mind that he used to calculate his decisions within basketball is one to be studied. You understand me? That's what, when he talked about that black mamba mentality, mm. you understand me? Kobe Bryant was a basketball god. He wasn't about just a physicality. It was such a mental sport for him. He can teach you how to better your game by looking at, you know, the, 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 the way that you move, the pocket, studying the entire game. He can lock in and give you a formula to increase yourself incrementally speaking at of, different levels. Speaking of Kobe Bryant, you know, I grew up on Kobe Bryant as a young man. You know, in the gym shooting hoops, we would always say Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe and his beloved daughter. Um, very unfortunate situation. But when you say mindset, you incorporate that mindset in so many other areas of life other than sports growing up. You think of Kobe. What will Kobe do? Focus. Remain humble. Remain you. But always remember the goal at hand. Right. Always remember execution. Always remember the timing. Always remember the journey. It's about repetition. It's about discipline. It's about remaining humble. Listen, I learned a lot from Kobe, just from a, a male perspective. You know, at one point in time, he was a mentor. He elevated my structure as a man, you know? Looking up to Kobe, man, those championships, you like, whoa. That's a, that's a sharp mindset. You know, they say he had mamba mentality for a reason. Because he would go and get what he wanted. Whether he had to learn from it, whether he had to study in order to get it. You know, right. hey, he executed. Sharp and he was a, a businessman. Rest in the, peace to Kobe. His, his private equity uh, firm, I believe, is worth like $2 billion or something mm. of that nature. His investments were great. And I'm sure he, he took his... Uh, the same mentality that he had in sports um, and that discipline and that focus and he took that and it translated into the business world the same way it did for like Shaq mm. and Magic Johnson. There are certain sports players knowing that they have that discipline on the sports field that they can take that same thing into the business world. Mm. Um, my younger brother Samat Bashir earlier was talking about how he was a father for so many brothers, so many young boys that looked up to him, that seen a man that was so sharp, that was so focused, that was so clear in his purpose, his identity, and what he had to do every single day. And he gave so many men um, greatness to look up to every time that he got on that court. And that's important because it helps raise the confidence of these young boys who are lost, who, who know nothing else but sometimes looking up to an athlete as their first sign of greatness, as mm. their first sign of focus, first mm. sign of genius, first sign of power. Mm. You understand me? So of genuine. Yes. You know, when you look up and you see we got a bunch of niggatry going on. We just got a bunch of savagery at hand. You know, when you in the hood and you see a brother like Kobe performing and he the best, he the top in his field, you say, whoa, 
is possible. Right. Other things is possible. And he got the same skin color as me. He's black. And people idolize him at this degree. Even white people, you start to you start to think outside the box. Yeah. You start to think that maybe my dreams can manifest themselves. Maybe I can go do this. Maybe I can go accomplish a goal. Maybe I can be in a field where it's usually dominated by white people, Europeans. Maybe I can go yeah. become the best version of myself possible. So, so what do you take from this as we move forward? Um, is if you if you want to honor Kobe Bryant, look at what he honored. Look at what made him who he was. At every level of success, it is about the work that you put in. And he worked. There was no such thing as off days. There are only on days. Mm. He was the same animal but a different beast. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? And that was the importance to understand that we all have the ability to dig within us and find our uh, work ethic to cultivate our talents to make us great. He said he didn't want to work with nobody who wasn't a gym rat. If he got to convince you to get in the gym, he don't, he don't even want to be around you because he said that's going to lower him. Mm. See, he understood that there was a certain mentality that it took in order to achieve and perform at a high level in this world. And it's the times you don't want to do it. You have to turn those into the favorable times to where you do. Why? Because there's so many other people who gave to their limit and they stopped. But it was never about your limits in the first place. It was about you being limitless. That's how you get to the first place. Mm. So those days you don't want to work, those days you're thinking about your legacy, those days you're not filling up to it, think about what will Kobe do. Mm. He'll keep going. I don't think Kobe will stop. Matter of fact, if Kobe was right there with you, he'll say, you done? Mm. That's all you got in the tank? i never stop. That was me. i keep going. I think you should do the same. So rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. And to his beautiful, 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 beautiful daughter. Um, yeah, it's such a sad situation. I don't really want to get too deep into it. But yeah, man, he was a, a seemed to be a great father. Um, and um, prayers to Vanessa, the family, um, all his fans, uh, everybody, anybody who felt close, attached to it. You know, we lost Nipsey Hussle, we lost Kobe Bryant, two greats, two goats, mm. you know, and we always feel like there was so much more for Kobe, there was so much more for Nipsey, um, and, but the legacy that they left behind will make us so much more once we follow in the same footsteps of working towards our own greatness. Mm. Yo, so, um... Long yeah. live the two legends. Long live legends, man. Long live the legends. Mm -hmm. um, right now, there's a big epidemic. There's a big scary crisis. Yo, be careful. It's not the Zika virus this time. Ooh. It's a new virus. Ooh. It's always a new virus. Ooh, Next year, it's going to be the Heineken virus. This year, is the coronavirus. They always throwing something at us. This is just propaganda, big propaganda mm. for the vaccine machine. Mm. 
the vaccine machine need to eat, man. Mm. It needs you to stick yourself with all of the junk, the disease, the mercury, the bullshit in your system. Stick yourself with the disease so you mm. don't get the disease. Mm. Instead of teaching you about how to build your immune system naturally. Mm. Teaching you how to work on yourself to where, for one, when you drink the corona, it's going to be lowering your immune system. When you're drinking the, the, the liquor, when you're drinking the sodas, when you're eating the inflammatory foods, these are things that's lowering your immune system. So if there was a society that cared about your immune system, wouldn't they teach you how to build your immune system up naturally? Mm. Wouldn't they? Because there's so many people that get these vaccines, and guess what they still get? Mm. Sick. You know what I'm talking about? You know. No, you want you want to get sick. For one, I don't know. This is what people have to understand. That there's nothing wrong with getting the flu. It builds your body immune system up. It makes you stronger. Makes you stronger. If you've never been sick, then your body can't build up a defense system. But once you get sick and you get that heat, you get to sweat it out. You get to get those toxins and the mucuses out. Once you go through that, you feel healthier. You feel amazing. Mm. I'm telling you because I just went through it. Mm. I feel amazing. Mm. Now, this, is, talking about? this is nothing new. We had the West, <coughs> we had the West now. Yeah. Ebola. You know, all of these bird flu, all of these viruses that were so called epidemics only affected a few people. But they made, they, of course, now they got the algorithm with our data science, so they're going to be trying to figure out ways to scare us, mm. to get to fear. You know I mean, but this is all a depopulation. This, uh, this is all population control. Mm. This is all tactics that the government used to enforce more of their agenda mm. across the planet. Data. You know what I'm talking about? So, no, we don't trust Bill Gates. We don't trust Big Pharma. We don't trust vaccines. And we don't trust the coronavirus. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, it's all about, uh, for one, remineralizing your system. Go ahead and fast during this time. You know what I'm talking about? Work on building your immune system all the way up. Eating the proper foods and having the proper lifestyle mm. to where you're not getting sick during these changing times, these changing seasons. You understand me? Especially those who are traveling and exposing themselves to different germs, to different diseases and viruses as you come and go. Mm. Your body immune system is supposed to be healthy enough because it's constantly coming in contact mm. with foreign bodies that it has to constantly fight against. You know what I mean? That's what your immune system is for, to fight against these different diseases and viruses. Like, how many, like, everywhere there's germs. Everywhere you touch, you go, you meet people, you breathe in. Your body is constantly fighting a host of many different issues that's constantly trying to plague your body. You understand me? Once you put it into your mind that you are sick, it weakens your immune system to make you sick. Mm. So you have to understand that this propaganda is to induce fear. Fear lowers the immune system. It makes you weaker. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. So remineralize yourself. Um, take your vitamins. Um, eat those plant-based foods. Fast from things that are not good for you. Detox your system. You know what I mean? Be in high vibrational environments. Get mm. into nature. You understand me? Wash your hands. You wash your body. You know what I mean? Cleanse yourself constantly, man. That's your that's your immune support. That's your mm. vaccine. Nature's vaccine is taking care of self. Oh yeah. You know, we don't trust the virus, but we trust the people that make our fast food. We don't trust the virus, but we trust when we go to fast food that they making our food properly. No. Go ahead and make that food at home. Eat you some vegetables. Take on some fruit. You know, we know where our fruit coming from. It's coming from the ground. Unless you got the GMOs produce food. 
I mean, the GMO come from the ground too, but it's just that um, they, because of the, the the chemicals that they put in the fertilizer sometimes and in the actual food, like these are scientists that make the food instead of farmers. You really want to make sure that we got to grow our own food. Foods. Grow our own food, test the soil that the food comes from to know that it's fresh and it's organic and you're not getting any chemicals in it. You understand me? Because mm. 10, 20 years later, 30 years later, all of the science is going to be telling us how the development of all these cancers and new mm. disease come from eating all of these GMO foods yep. and uh, all this inorganic eating that we've exposed ourselves to, all of this soy, where you got all these soy boys out here with these titties and over-emotional oh, yeah. because they be eating too much soy. You know. The vegans, vegans. First of all, vegans. Let me talk to the vegans for a second. All you vegans that just go vegan for the planet. Yo, I don't think that's the best idea. Look, I'm, look, global warming, all of that aside, you always want to go vegan for your health. That's self-love. Planet love is not self-love. Like, yes, I agree, taking care of planet, not killing the animals, things of that nature. I don't know, eat animals. So I'm there with you. Sometimes a little salmon or something, you know what I mean? Fresh caught. Um, but what I'm saying, though, is... Go vegan. If you're going to go vegan, do it for your health. Do it for your health. It's a much better reason. You understand me? Because, for one, it's going to affect more than just yourself. You understand about Like, when you go vegan for your health, you're thinking about your family. You don't want your family burying you before your time. Mm. You understand me? You, you're thinking about the quality of life that you can live, with the type of energy that you can have that is able to produce more ideas and you can become mm. a better participant in society for the collective. You understand me? You're thinking about less times to where you're getting sick and more times that you can be using that energy towards effectiveness in your life and productivity towards mm -hmm. your goals, your dreams, your ideas, and your purpose. You're thinking about being able to be electrified and clear and to be able to tap into a high vibrational state so that you can get to that God consciousness. God you know what I'm talking about? Go vegan for yourself and not just the planet. If you're going to do it, don't do it just for the planet. You know what I'm talking about? That's not the black man's way. Mm. Uh, if you're doing that, that's something that derived from a white man or a white woman that you've been studying or that you've learned from and you're a part of that society. But going vegan for your actual health, now that's black man thinking. That's tribal thinking. That's big you know guy energy about? right there. That's big guy energy. You know what I mean? Going plant-based and eating the right foods. But all and, and I say that because there's a lot of unhealthy vegans. Mm. So you, you can be eating something that's vegan, but it's it could be worse than something that's meat-based. You know what I'm talking about? Because it has nothing but junk food and chemicals in it, and 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 or it may not have chemicals mm. in it. I hope it don't. It's vegan-based, but who or it's plant-based or whatever. But it's it's hard to say the way these scientists be engineering these foods. I know that they're not good for you. For one, this soy that they're putting into it is a hundred percent not good for men or women to be eating and partaking in. And a lot of these companies um, and these restaurants, they claim to be vegan and they putting all this soy in it. Mm. So they claim to be vegan, but they never claim to be healthy for mm. you. So people always ask me, yo, is you vegan? I say, nah, I'm healthy, though. Hey. You know what I'm talking about? And wrong. I say that on purpose because I want you to think about whether are you healthy. If you're vegan, but are you healthy? Mm. Because if you're not healthy, I don't care if you go vegan for the planet to be healthy, but you're not healthy. That's hypocritical. Because we're supposed to take care of our bodies first because the planet will outlive the human species. You know what I'm talking about? So if we're not eating 
for the purpose of health, the planet's still going to be here. What you're saying that it's not going to be um, inhabitable for human beings. Because we won't destroy the planet. We will destroy the ecosystem. We will destroy our ability to live on this planet. You know what I'm talking about? The planet going to be around regardless of how we treat it mm. at this particular stage. It's going to refresh itself. Mm. So you want to eat healthy. You know what I'm talking about? For the longevity of your body and to teach the people around you those same things, your family, to stop eating so much death and start eating more health. You know, when you make drastic changes for the better, the people around you start to take notice. When you start to eat better, when you say, oh, let me just give me a salad instead of that usual chicken sandwich that you go to the store with with your partner uh, and eat. Talk to him. Oh, yeah, you putting that clean glass next to the dirty glass. You making him accountable now. You making that person accountable now for that bad decision that they make. So now you've affected essentially more than yourself. You're not looking out for your health at this point, your own personal health. Now you're looking out for everybody else's. Now they making themselves accountable. Now it's more like a domino effect. You see, now you changing people's lives through your own actions. Now you changing people's lives because you made a good decision. You see, when somebody make a bad decision and you make a bad decision, they're okay with that. But once you put that clean glass next to that, next to dirty, that dirty one, yeah, yeah. now they saying, oh, snap, he tapped into something different. I got to tap into that. I can't keep making the same wrong decision every time. That's right. I got to do something different because now I got to become more like that person that's making that good decision. You see, once you stop drinking next to an alcoholic, you say, no, nah, let me just get some water. You're going to make that person think like, okay, Something different. Something different with my partner now. Something different with my friend now. Yeah. Something different with my, you know, wife now. Why did they make that decision? What's going on? Now you start to think of why you make that conscious decision. Wake up, people. It's 2020. You're the vision. You're the execution. You got to be more mindful of what you do around people like your children. Now they start to pick up on those things. Now they start to pick up on your bad eating habits. You say that is a generational curse? No, it's intentional. Yes, there's sir. no there's no diabetes in the family. Nope. Just bad decisions in the family. It's a trickle down effect. Talk you passed about on those bad decisions. You passed on those bad traits, characteristic traits. There is no diseases in DNA. But there are decisions in DNA. Now um I wanna switch gears. Um, I think we beat the people up enough. Yeah, right, 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 you know I mean, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, anybody needs to go <laughs> drink some water. Yeah, you know I mean, chew on some celery or something right now. Um, you know, I, it's it's funny. It's just cause you know, right now we got the uh, the CMOS pills mixed with the CBD in the lion's mane, and it's a super neurotropic called Smart Moss. And of course, that's all good for your body, your immune system, your cannabinoid receptors, things of that nature. Um, we got the Crown's Oil that has the lion's mane and CBD in it that directly has compounds for your brain. Um, that's going to be able to increase your focus, your memory, your learning. Um, we also have the gold water that electrifies your system that helps you um, get into that deeper um, part of your body and keep that part electrified that regulates mood, memory, and learning as well with the hypocampus area of your brain that gets you into deeper sleeping that helps with immune system, anti-inflammatory properties, and things of that nature. I mean, I'm not just talking about this just to scare you all. You know, over here at Goldwater, we do have some solutions 
that you can partake in as part of your lifestyle that you can utilize to better yourself and to better your family. And if you need more information, then we can go into more detail. And we're dedicating podcasts really going into detail because we kind of just went over the surface area of, you know, just talking that shit to you so that you can kind of get it in your head. Um, but I want to switch gears um, on something that I think is very good for the family. Um, and it was uh, over the Grammy weekend that I seen with uh, P. Diddy. And he was doing the speech and he was give, putting the Grammys on notice. And basically tell them they got 365 days in order to get it correct. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who will be heavy. they like, yo, you promoting Diddy, you promoting Jay-Z. Like, yo, these guys are Illuminati. And you, you have to understand that, you know. One thing we have to understand is black people as a collective. Um, make you tired or something? Oh, uh, no. I'm just waking up. Okay, top in then. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing we have to understand as a collective is that we are each other's spooks. The spooks who sit beside the door for each other that works into a larger collective plan. You know, none of these things are finite to where there's just one move. Everybody is playing their part. The question becomes is what part are you playing in the movement? Um, what Diddy said and, and did at that speech was 100%. Um, good for the people, um, especially in our entertainment culture, because when the entertainers mm. feel like they can express themselves without having to fit in certain categories that are more niggardly, then they can be more expressive and better for the culture. You understand me? But when they feel like the only time that they get in awards is when they being niggas, you know what I'm talking about, then of course they're going to feel and fit into. Am I boring you again now? No, that's just my food passing oh, down, okay. you know. That ain't nothing. You <laughs> and know. then they feel like they can fit on fire into, right now. <laughs> yeah, sir. And then they feel like, um, yeah, they can just be free. They can just be themselves. They can speak how they want to. I was listening to the conversation with Kanye West, um, and he said, I got my masters now, man. I can talk about certain things now. I can say what I want to say. And there's a lot of artists who don't feel like they can be free because of the way the system is set up. You know, they don't feel like they can express their thoughts on certain things because of the way the system is set up. So anytime you have a changing of the guards and we put that pressure on the people, it allows the artists to be more free and to be better for our people. Mm -hmm. So you, know, you have to understand that um, not to um, throw and spew negativity at those who are trying to do and utilize their platform the way that you said that you wanted them to utilize their platform. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? So I just want to shout out Diddy for that speech. Um, and shout out Jay-Z and Rock Nation for the branch that they throw, the black excellence that they show, um, the decadence, you know, the, 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 the style, you know what I mean, the unity, um, the speeches that come out of there that show black people a positive example of something that we should be doing as a people. It looks like heaven in there. You know what I'm talking about? So that's something that I always love to see mm. and that I'm glad to showcase yearly, yearly, yearly. You know what I mean? So shout out Jay. Um, and shout out Jay-Z and Yo Gotti for suing Mississippi prisons. And we have to understand that like we talk about protests and things of that nature up here on the podcast. And you have to understand the way you go about things is always important, right? The marching, the protesting, the bringing awareness, Am I, am I making you tired again? No, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay, no, sir. good, good. So, <laughs> the way we go about these things Nobody has to be is done. Just digesting food, so it may seem like you know the conversation. No, no, no. It's just digesting <coughs> food. The story. way we go about these things, it may seem as if like yo, um, like if you're gonna go at a prison industry, you have to understand that it's a business. 
So you sue a business to get them to shut down. You sue a business to get them to change, right, the things that's going on in that business. And we have to be strategic as a people to look at the way that we go about our wars. Mm. You understand me? And I think that was just a great example of, like, oh, that's what it looks like to have a billionaire in a courtier. Mm. You know what I mean? You're going at things like a billionaire would. You know what I mean? So I think that that was just a dope example that I seen from Jay-Z uh, and Rock Nation. Mm. Um, and that was, yeah, that was real powerful. I like what I'm seeing around prison reform. I think that prison reform, of course, goes deeper. Um, it goes into the responsibility of those that are a part of it to play their part to make sure that they're not making soundtracks to yeah. sending people into prison that needs reforming. Um, they're making sure that they are bettering themselves and not afraid to change their image when it comes to losing the people and not changing it in a point to where you actually lose them, but changing the point to where you're constantly evolving in front of the people's eyes and they're, you're not... Uh, influencing them to participate in taking chances that will lead them down the wrong road. Mm. You know what I mean? Because as I said before, every rapper is a is a uh, role model. You know what I'm talking about? But the way you play that role, the way you model yourself, and the way people reflect you as a role model all comes back to you. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there um, because I, I know that that speech could have got lost a lot because of, you know, Kobe died that same day. So, of course, it was a little hard to listen to that when everybody is mourning. Um, but that's where that focus comes in because Kobe was all about that focus. Mm. And he would want us to constantly focus to continue to move the needle as black people. Mm. So I, I want to get that in. A little bit to say on that. When you have such a big platform such as Jay-Z, Diddy, even yourself, you have to be mindful of the powers that be. You have to be mindful of the people that will give you ridicule and people that are in power and positions to come after you. So when I see brothers like Jay-Z, brothers like Diddy putting out black unity messages, that just tells me, okay, that's a free-thinking man. He's sending missiles. He's sending, he's sending snipers. He's sending explosions. They wait. So when you talk about spiritual warfare, I think that these messages are concrete. These messages do mean something. I think that um, also... He's in a position now to send these messages out. These are things that we've never seen before. You know, we always knew that they was for the black community. They was for black people. But on these type of platforms... Well, they had to be taught how to do it. Mm. They didn't know. It's like... Who do you think gave them that structure? Come on, you know that was the Honorable Minister oh, Louis Farrakhan, yeah, yeah. 100%. Come on, on now. On Why do you think that it. they wanted him to be banned from all social platforms? Mm. Because he's a disruptor. You know what I mean? They they want the algorithm to keep control. You can go on Twitter and you can see titties, ass. You can see mm. uh, you can see vulgar language. You can see death. With no you problem. can see all sort of ignorance and graphics. But when a man of God speaks, then there's a problem. That mm. violates the term and usage of Twitter mm. because it disrupts the algorithm of control and manipulation of mm. our people, degradation of our people. So of course they don't want. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan yeah. up there, you know what I mean? Gaining traction, gaining oh, popularity yeah. to people who once never even knew who he was. Yeah. Speaking truth to power like that. So they don't want you on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter. They're like, nah, 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 nah. We need to be uninterrupted as we manipulate your minds. Mm -hmm. But it's too late because the seeds have already been sown in those, you know what I mean, that lead the generations today. You yeah, know what I mean? They, they already got those they, minds. They it's already brother. the indigo children. It's already this generation that's ready. They so you can't stop it regardless. They had to form a new word 
Nah, man, just that, to that call team, the minister. No, nah, nah, I mean that, that, that word been around. They've been calling all the all every black leader and black person in power has been called anti-Semitic. Mm. I mean, from Oprah, from Malcolm X, uh, 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 Marcus Garvey. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody you think of. You know what I mean? They tried to call Jay-Z anti-Semitic over his lyrics on 444 because he mm. talked about that Jewish money. You know what I mean? And, mm. and, and, getting, and spending money like Once the Jews. Once you go against the narrative, yeah. they so label you these We're not listening to that, man. That's that. You know? that's, that's, they, they, they throw that word around so much it's, it's going to lose its There's power There's no completely. such thing. In America's eyes, no such thing as a free thing. And we the Semite people anyway. Come on now. If you, you know. want to break it down, so... We not, you know what I mean? They anti-comedic and they want to say that we anti-Semitic. Come on now, tap we in going. with you. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, we outside like trees. All right, but um, let's 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 jump into just a couple more things before we get on out of here. Um, there was something that I seen that I wanted to uh, speak on. Um, we went over on the, the, the coronavirus, uh, well, the Grammys. You know, we was talking about black women and structure. You know, black love. Yeah, that there was something I had just in mind just a second ago that I wanted to bring up, um, that I wanted us to be able to focus on. And I'm talking about oh, the code of conduct. This is important right here. Wow, look at that! I ain't act serious shit. The code of conduct. It says a set of rules outlining the responsibility of proper practices for an individual party of organization. This is something that I want to take a second to think about. There's a, a vast majority of us gaining popularity, uh, leadership, influence. Um, and as we do this across the diaspora, I think that there has to be a proper code of conduct on how we treat each other. For one, it's always want for your brother what you want for yourself. You know, that is an important moniker to live by, an important quote to reference in your mind. You know, Indeed. Um, treat everybody how you want to be treated. But when it comes to the code of conduct of how we treat each other, the non-sucker code of conduct, we treat each other with respect, for one, at all times. Mm. When we see each other out in public, you know what I'm talking about? We have to treat each other with respect. You know what I mean? Mm. We communicate to each other. We look each other in the eye and we greet each other. Mm. There's no funny acting. There's no uh, little eyes and big U's or however you want to say that that word, that term. <laughs> there's there's always pulling a chair of the seat at the seat of the table for each other. You're not just now in this room and you, oh, I'm happy I'm the only one in this room. I'm special. No. You want to make sure you try to get as many of us in that room as possible. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? If you have an opportunity, your brother has an opportunity. If you learn about some money, teach your brother or your sister about that money. You know what I'm talking about? The code of conduct has to be, I don't care what level at the top you are, what level at the bottom you are, you treat each other the same. Mm. Like black people have to develop this code of conduct to where we take responsibility the way that we govern our daily lives, the mm. way we get at each other. Mm. And everybody doesn't have to be a part of this, but... The people that understand their responsibility, especially those that are in power, influence, and in leadership, that we always showcase in unity mm. in front of the world. 
in front of the world. We always showcasing unity. It's never no sucker shit. It's never no I'm playing somebody to the left because I, I'm popping my collar this way. I just got me this new car. I just got me this new deal. Yeah. No, man, we got to respect each other. We got to move in accordance that produces an agenda that creates in the future for the next generation. You know what I mean? We got to move like civilized men and women. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that's, that's, that's real gangster. That's mm -hmm. real godly. You know what I'm talking about? Treating each other like gods. Not waiting until we die to, I'm going to give bruh these flowers now. No, give bruh sister these flowers now. Communicate, ask each other phone, asking each other text messages, ask each other emails. You know what I'm talking about? This, this creates um, a community. This creates a family. You know what I mean? And when you have a healthy family, a healthy community, then you can create a bigger nation, and that mm -hmm. nation can take over the world. But if we can't treat each other in our small transactions of meeting each other respectfully, you know what I'm talking about? Then we can't do anything as a people. Mm. You know what I mean? So you have to ask yourself, do I walk with a code of conduct when I see and meet another brother or sister of mine that I know, I know who they are? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Or do we walk past each other and we on our social media sucker conduct? Ooh. Nah, that ain't how we move as guys and goddesses. We consider ourselves to be kings and queens and, and to be of this royal court. We got to continue to tap in with each other with a greater code of conduct and respect and responsibility. Mm. You hit on the nail. You got to start with the micro before you can build to the macro. You know, as a black man, I've been in certain situations, and I understand the certain procedures that other black men implement when they go into these situations. Like, for instance, we'd be on the street, right? A brother running to a white man, big respect. Hey, how you doing, sir? Excuse me. I run into a brother. What's going on, nigga? What's going on, G? What's going on, bruh? It's just certain small things that affect the grand scale. You see, when we see each other, we have to be more mindful of the respect that we give one another because when we go home, we start to implement these thoughts in our mind. Mm. And that affect how we see each other for the next time when we run into a black man. That's oh, right. last time when I was at the store, he called somebody, a black brother called me a nigga. And I know I'm not a nigga, so therefore, I'm not going, I'm going to turn a side eye to this brother. I'm going to give him a cold shoulder. Right. Which he didn't have anything to do with the last occasion. Right. The last run in. But that white man, he went home off. That, that nigga that I saw, he kind of, you know, he was, he was pretty cool. He said, sir, you know, but it's just the certain things that we give white people a big amount of respect when in all actuality, they never ask for it. They don't really want it. They don't really need it. You see, we have to start treating our brothers, you know, in the same regard that we would treat God if we met him. We have to put ourselves up into that big pedestal. Talk you to have to talk. treat yourself with the same love that you would project that love also. If you love yourself, then it's going to be reflected on how you treat people, especially how you treat another black person. Mm. So, with that being said, you have to be mindful of the thoughts that you feed yourself. Talk about it. So, do you have any, um, we're going to end this off. Um, do you have any questions for me, man? Any uh, relationship questions and things of that nature? Um, off the top of the head, let me see. Let me see, um, what are some of the biggest surprises, Something, some things that you may have not thought that you would encounter in the business world? 
Uh, in a business world. Some of the things that you've, you know, from a starting off entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, in the business world, I think right right now, uh, it's, it's more so just team management, man. That's something that I get back down to. Um, and managing family and managing the team. Um, you learn so much about yourself because so much depends upon your own uh, way of delegating responsibilities and, and handling your own discipline. And so right now, delegating those responsibilities, having those conversations, developing uh, extreme empathy, utilizing technology in order to be the most effective possible, um, like thinking about everything to a T, you understand me? Mm -hmm. And nothing is left up to luck. Mm -hmm. Everything is based on the design of your work ethic and your plans and the way you execute those plans. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? There's there's no luck for me in business. Business goes based off my busyness mm -hmm. and the way I work and I manage that busyness every single day. And in business, you have to constantly be a student. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of the bigger things is to understand that Yes, you can get to a point, utilize what works for you, and if it works for you, make a machine out of it, you know what I'm talking about, and make mm. that continuously work. And then there's a point to where you want to raise productivity within that business. You know what I'm talking about? We know that the economy is all broken down into transactions. Mm. You know what I mean? And the way to improve that economy is to prove productivity. Mm. And the way and to improve your own economy and your own business. Tell a little bit what productivity consists of. Um... Productivity looks like uh, innovation. It looks like doing things a better way, being more effective in your business. Um, it looks like looking at everything and, and like that, the way you manage your time, the way you manage the employees, the way you facilitate transactions, your distribution, um, the design, the entire ecosystem, the ideation process of mm -hmm. your business, the meritocracy of your business. You know what I mean? Improving uh, productivity. Human beings, the way we expand in economies, is we improve productivity because we gain more experience, we gain more knowledge, so we learn how to do things a better way. You understand me? It's like in my business, when I used to do shipping through the post office, I used to pay for those uh, Priority Mail Express at the post office, which was like 7 to $10, sometimes 12 and it was crazy. Mm. As I got experience, I learned that I can go start me an account with them. Not only I can get an account with them, I can then get an account with Shopify, and I can get discount rates. Mm. So now I can start saving money on, I mean, if I do a thousand trans, uh, if I do a thousand orders um, and I save $2, $3 on every order, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. I can save me $3,000. Mm. If I'm doing a hundred thousand orders, I'm saving a million, two million, three million dollars to be able to look at small things like that and raise productivity or profitability of the company. Mm. You know what I mean? But productivity, yeah, it goes into of uh, the utilization of that knowledge and becoming more effective. So as a human race, you know what I mean, we we raise our productivity based on our knowledge. You know what I'm talking about? And so um, being more productive in your life and in your business is how you raise the growth of that company. You know what all I mean? Right. So for me, it's all about, all right, how do we become more productive? All right. I'm outside like trees. And when I say that, I mean that my mind is free in this particular moment. What do you think a free-thinking black man looks like? Looks like me and you. It looks like they wearing a crown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It looks like um, they do not live by the constructs of white patriarchal intellect. Mm. 
a free mind or a white or a white matriarchal intellect. Today, I think there's a lot of young boys, men, black, white, different color spectrum, who are caught up in white matriarchal and white patriarchal intellect and not even know that that's where the root of their intellect stems mm. from. You know what I'm talking about? So okay. there has to be a divorce yes, from the attachments of the bosom of white matriarchal thinking and white patriarchal mm. thinking. You know what I'm talking about? In order to to really be free. Because to be free is more so to be able to express yourself without the constraints of white supremacy mm. in the context of America and in this worldwide system. Because people are not normally free. Those guys who may be making a million dollars sitting at the table surrounded by white boys and white girls, they can't, if there's politics that pop up, they can't express themselves in the way that they would normally express themselves if they were surrounded by black people. Mm. But why? If these people are good for you, these are your friends, Carol, Jim, mm. you know what I'm talking about? They cool with you. How come you can't express? Because you don't have the freedom to do so. Mm. Because in this intellectual realm, they dominate. They're not outside like so trees. So they're not outside like trees, man. <laughs> so you, 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 you definitely have to... Um, have the ability to be able to express yourself freely as your ancestors and your ascendants, not descendants, because we don't go down, we go up, would. So mm -hmm. it, it definitely goes in your ability to express yourself, and that's not just with words, but through your own actions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Can you stand freely on the side of your people without being afraid of what Jim and Carol go think about you? Mm. Mm. Talk on it. Come on, now. Talk on it. Can you make decisions about your people freely? Mm. Around white folks. Can you talk about your people around white folks? Mm. Mm. Ask yourself that. So Today. listen, people. I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Um, this has been an amazing podcast. Um, I want to shout out, for one, um, everybody that's in tech. Everybody that's in architecture. Everybody that's in engineering. Everybody that's in design thinking. Um, everybody that's in these jobs to where they're constructing our realities. You understand me? On a mathematical basis, on a fundamental basis. I want to shout out all the artists. You understand me? Um, I want to shout out all the writers, you know, who create media. You shape the perception of our world in many dimensional spaces. And the, the responsibility that you have as shapers of our world is to design freely. So that what you design frees us. Because everything else is designed to freeze us. Mm. So you have to design with the thought process, not within white patriarchal intellect, white matriarchal intellect. Do it in the design essence of God consciousness. Mm. That awakens your people when you design. It awakens your people when you write. It awakens your people when you express yourself artistically. Mm. Do it from that aspect of thinking. you always be righteous. Creation is the best display of freedom. And last but not least, I just want to say this. We be mad when we see the devil winning, but they united and we still ego set tripping. Mm. It's been 19 Keys, and this is my good brother. Jack Hella Classic. And we outside like trees, man. Stay clear. Stay focused. And drink on some of that gold water, man. Tap in. Tap in. <laughs> 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.